0: Hello listener, Joel and Kyle here just before we get started with today's episode to give you a little heads up that we know if you follow football you're probably tuned in now expecting us to talk about racism because that's what everyone is talking about in football right now but we recorded this episode how many weeks ago Kyle? Two. At least two weeks ago, and it's going out to you right now. So, obviously, we will be talking about the current racism crisis in football, but we will be doing it in the next episode, which will be the last one before Christmas. How sounds that, Kyle? Sounds good. Oh, that sounds good. I thought it sounded sad. Should we get on with the episode?
1: Let's. (laughs)
0: It's the worldie podcast, the worldie podcast, it's the worldie podcast, it's the worldie podcast. Hi, Kyle. Have you been watching The Crown? No. (laughs) Land of Hope and Glory? I have no idea. Listen, I've told you in the last episode, these are just coming out my brain on the fly.
1: Okay, Joe, you're more cultured than me, so you'll know this for sure. Is Land of Hope and Glory the song that they end the proms with?
0: I, I, uh, isn't that "Rule
1: Britannia? I, th- I think maybe it is, because there, there was a bit of a furore this year saying, let's change the final song, and people were like, no, you can't do that.
0: Yeah, because it literally talks about us ruling the waves and not being slaves, but having other people as slaves.
1: But I think Land of Hope and Glory does as well. <laughs>
0: Well, listen, we've got a long history of, of slave ownership that we refuse to face up to in this country. Hi, Kyle. How are you? How's tricks? How's We're nearing the end of lockdown two as you and I speak. You got plans to have a substantial meal in a pub?
1: I've got plans to shave off this thing on my top lip. In fact, probably by the time the listener hears this... Uh, it will be for... long gone by the time this goes out. For our listener, will you describe your moustache? I would describe it as the sort of thing that a teenager might have in the film Napoleon Dynamite
0: that is very specific. Um, I'm also being treated listener to a real close up image of Carl inspecting his mustache. Is it people say some people say like mustache, don't they? I say mustache.
1: Is it what is it? What's the correct pronunciation? Doesn't matter, it's going off my lip moustache again although i although i did i did actually just dis- i said on a pre- previous episode i discover whether i could sort of do a retroactive uh, donation and i could i did it today uh, which was the lo- for listening we recall this in a bit in advance uh, on the last day of november i did a donation um, and you still can tell you could do it any day of the year so go to november give some money towards prostate cancer slash um mental health and suicide And are you raising money or are you just growing it and then
0: giving money, giving the the money that you would have earned through shaving for the past month?
1: Yes, that's right. I've saved money on my barber and I've given it to Movember.
0: And barbers are reopening soon so you could go to it. Um, Well, Kyle, it's a great episode today. I'm excited. We should crack on as we do have a guest coming in. But uh, before we do, do you want to explain a little bit about how this episode came to be?
1: Yeah, it's funny you started the episode with Land of Hope and Glory, uh, Joel, because our correspondent this week ain't a big fan of that song. Um, And she has got in contact with us from the homeland. She's in Ireland. Amy Fleming, our Gaelic football correspondent, she's gone home. She's calling us up. We're going to talk about something apparently that's dear to her heart. She's keeping it close to her chest. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, actually, I've just, we've j- Joel, if you just check your phone, we've just got a message from her now with a YouTube link to... Okay, well, we'll watch that uh, and then we'll come back to you with Amy on the line. I want to kick you in the
0: face. And we are joined by our Gaelic correspondent, Amy Flevig.
2: Hello, hello, hello. That's so funny. I, uh, Sorry, I like my introduction as Gaelic correspondent. Do you want a Gaelic update? Yeah. Okay, so this weekend we have the semi-finals of the GAA Hurling Championship, All-Ireland Championships. That's happening this weekend. And then the following weekend, I think, or maybe the weekend after... Saturday, the 5th of December, whenever that is, (laughs) when this podcast comes out. (laughs) And that is going to be the uh, all-item football semi-finals. So it's all gearing up. It's all gearing up.
1: A bit of xenophobic ignorance. And bearing in mind, I have actually been taught about this before. Which is Gaelic football and which is hurling? They are separate.
2: Yes, there are two completely different sports. One has sticks, one does not.
1: (laughs) And they're not both the GAA.
2: They are, but they both fall under the GAA.
1: Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. So you have GAA hurling and GAA football. Yes,
2: yeah, so GAA is like the association that like controls it all, you know, monitors it all. Like what, do you have FIFA?
1: Yeah, the FA in the, in the UK on England and Wales and yeah. then FIFA internationally. UEFA by the continent, but I don't know who else is playing hurling.
2: Yeah, I think it's just Ireland. Maybe in other countries, but because of the diaspora. Uh
1: pandemic
0: pandemic related question. Will there be fans at these events?
2: Now, this I'm not too up on. I don't I don't think so as far as I'm aware.
1: And which are you more However, excited there's about? not
2: as much money in Gaelic, so I don't know if even the sports people are bubbling. I don't know how it's working.
1: Are you more excited about the hurling or more excited about the football?
2: Hurling, I prefer hurling. It's faster and there's higher risk of death. And I also used to play it.
1: What was your position?
2: I was goalkeeper for a bit and then I was full forward. I'm versatile.
1: Full forward?
2: Yeah. Oh, yes.
1: What's the the difference?
2: I don't (laughs) even know. I don't even remember.
1: (laughs) What's what's the
0: worst thing you did to another human being with your hurling stick?
2: Oh, like, I I think the worst is a hit to the shins. Other people might disagree, but I think shins when you haven't got shin guards on, which is very likely, it's quite painful. Ouch. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Now I'm there's a steel
2: talk- bit at the bottom of the hurl or hurley. There's a debate on that whether you call it a hurl or a hurley. Welcome to our world.
1: I'm glad you about the pandemic, Joel, because uh, <laughs> Amy did send us a um, a video of some. Due to the sort of due to the pandemic, it seems that the clubs have taken it in, into their own to sort of keep broadcasting their games within their own channels. So you sent us that link with all these videos of the clubs being commentated on by people within the club, which of course leads to very biased commentary. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, Amy, my personal favourite was the man that just kept shouting, take him down, take him down, take him (laughs) down.
2: He was great, he was great. I love the. here's the man with the one kidney. He looks like he's played as if he's got two or more. What does that mean?
1: that was really good
2: that was great
1: and there was also one that was a man i, I mean i really want to do the accent but i'm just not going to do just it. just do
2: it uh, do it
1: no i'm not
2: people make fun of my accent and i am irish go on do it
1: i don't want to be that person i love you um he basically said uh he, this time last week he was single and he wasn't in an international final now he's married and he is
2: <laughs> that's what can happen that's what can happen What a week he had.
1: So was there a reason why you wanted to sort of fill us in on the sort of commentary situation of the national game
2: in Ireland? Well, I think commentators are the unsung heroes of the football world. And I feel we've got many seasons on Absolute Worldie and we've not delved into the world of the commentator. And I think it's about time, boys. It's about time. That's how I feel about it.
0: I agree. We have got many seasons on Absolute Worldie.
2: Also... (laughs) My introduction to the world of chatting about sport was they think it's all over it is now. Do you remember that old TV show based on a classic line of commentary, which blew my mind when I found that out? I was like, what a clever title for a show. Well oh, done. wow.
1: So you 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 knew the phrase before you knew that it was commentary.
2: Oh, yeah. I didn't have a clue. It came from an actual person's mouth.
1: During the game. Wow. It's so interesting to like know someone that grew up in a, another national identity that uh-huh. doesn't just inherently know that they think it's all over it is now comes from the greatest moment of English sporting history.
2: I know that's the other thing. I yeah, it's a it's a big phrase in this in the UK, but not so much over here.
1: Wow, I'm so I know. We're I'm, I'm so foreign, really Kyle. I'm happy so,
2: happy so foreign.
1: So, the, they think it's all over. It is now the, the, obviously the sort of f- football comedy sport panel show. Yeah. Are you, would you say that in the modern world, we are the equivalent?
2: Oh, 100%. I mean, A League of Their Own is trying, but please, please, it's Jamie so well. Radnap, give it up. It's absolute worldy all the way. Um, and it was
1: so famous that we could actually like, <laughs> get our listeners off the back of these quotes. And also, and, and hey, come is, on.
2: And I'm super is, famous in Ireland. You don't know it. I, I was a teenage pop sensation. Imagine, imagine if you wrote that out. Oh my god, blow your tiny minds. It's not true. Oh please.
0: <laughs> please uh, be true. They they are the unsung, they are the unsung heroes, comment, football commentators, as he mm-hmm. brings it back to the to the more or less <laughs> to the subject. <laughs> to the topic. Uh, uh, uh do you know the name of any football commentators, Amy Fleming?
2: Great question. No.
1: Kyle, who's your favorite? <laughs> my favorite commentator is probably just because of his name and not his talent, John Champion.
2: Great name.
1: It sounds like football.
2: <laughs> it sounds like football.
1: You can imagine him being at the sort of I, I imagine it wasn't really a casting back in those days, probably an interview. Are you why? Are you a man? Good. In you come. Um, and him being like, right, there's we can either hire Rupert Grimm over here, or we can hire John Champion. Who do you want to hear? Whose name do you want to hear before the football? Yeah, cup? you
2: want John Champion. So do you know how it how it does work? Cuz I know my old flatmate did some amateur, well I don't even know if it was amateur, but like lower league commentary. But do you have to train to be a commentator? Do you just start in the lower divisions and work your way up to the Premier League? Does anyone know how it actually works?
1: Uh yeah, I think I mean I actually entered the BBC Sport competition once. Shut to, up. To try and be the the new the new young voice of BBC Sport. Didn't get it. Um, oh
2: they missed a trick
1: didn't they just didn't they just it's an interesting question amy there are lots of answers one of them which actually splits us into the two different camps of commentator Mm -hmm. and co-commentator
2: oh hold on hold on okay go they're not both co-commentators
1: no 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 no
2: oh shut up
1: so you'll be more familiar maybe with the sort of the televisual representation of a presenter and a pundit right yeah yeah commentary happens in a in a similar way so the the, the lead commentator will take you through the game itself as a sort of an, a lead voice but they turn to their co-commentator <gasps> Joel do you want to fill is in? is this
2: a- why <laughs> they have sorry but is this why they have ex-footballers and they're usually the co-commentator is that true like Alan Shearer What's your man with the long blonde hair? What's his name?
0: Robbie Savage.
2: Robbie Savage. That's the one.
0: That's the is second that... that's the second shout out this season for Robbie Savage.
2: Oh, wow.
0: Hope, hope he's listening.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. da, 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 da. That's the Robbie Savage <laughs> Robbie Savage is from Wrexham and we covered Wrexham in our last episode, but we didn't mention Robbie Savage. So he we be gutted.
2: Oh, uh, he will. He'll be raging. He loves this podcast.
1: Yeah, yes, so basically you have somebody who, doesn't,
0: uh, who ha- wasn't a footballer. More or more, most of them are journalists who've gone down a sport journalist route. Uh, right. They do the main commentary. Um, and then it, uh, if it's just a, a report from a game, if it's just you know, highlights, it'll just be them. But if it's a okay. lot of commentary, more often than not, there'll be one person commentating and one person sitting next to them. Uh, and that person, more and more these days, is an ex-professional footballer. Some highlights recently have included uh, Michael Owen, Jamie Carragher, uh, uh, Martin Keown, Lee Dixon—all these players who are actually recently retired and have become co-commentators.
2: I knew one of those names.
0: Um, I well, the, it's interesting because it is uh, the, the think it's all over. For example, is is famously uh, this important piece of you know vintage football commentary, but not everyone knows it was Kenneth Wilson home.
2: That is very true. You wouldn't know to name him.
0: Is he your favourite? Me? No, I don't. I growing up, I really um, I like Barry Davis.
1: Yes, yes, he was
0: great. Uh, he did, did tennis. He also did tennis. Um, later on, I've really come to quite enjoy Jackie Oatley. I like Jackie Oatley. Um, the phenomenon of of uh, angry old men shouting about female commentators uh, always pleases me.
1: I think you're just talking about Jason Cundy there. Jason Candy going on great mo- on Good Morning Britain saying that it wasn't a, it was so against women commentators and broadcasters per se, just that the shrillness of their voice was a real turn off.
2: Shrillness of their voices. Yeah. Wow. Is Excellent. that why they is that why they don't have women commenting then?
1: No, they do increasingly. BBC oh, has, yeah. a, has a has a quite a massive raft of female commentators. Yes, now.
2: Yes, come on. But that's only in recent years. Fairly
0: recently. Yeah. No, Jackie Oatley, like I say. Vicky Sparks as well. She's on Five Live. I really like her. She also does
1: a bit of BT. Um, my favourite though is is uh uh Peter Drury. I met Peter Drury. Shut up. Peter Drury came to my school to hand out books to high achievers.
2: Only to high achievers surely they don't need the books. It and, what, was and
1: what and what were you doing there? <laughs> I was Should. receiving my book, and guess what? I knew it was going to be Peter Drury handing it out, so guess what I chose? A football-themed book, Fever Pitch.
2: Oh, my God, you lovely, lovely, nerd.
1: And I asked if he would sign it. He was like, I'll do it later. He didn't.
2: <gasps> Peter Drury.
1: I've still got the book.
0: Oh. Well, look, Amy, I think the important thing here is that you have highlighted a very, very, very underrepresented and uncared-for section of football and uh, the footballing world. So what we're going to get you to do, uh, that's right, we've got you one for a reason. Uh,
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love a task. Give me a task. Uh,
0: We'd like, we're going to play you some commentary and listener will play it to you too. Uh, And we would like you at the end of that commentary uh, uh, to to evaluate it, tell us what you think, tell us what it makes you feel, Uh, give it marks out of 10, if you will. You can even come up with some categories. The ball is firmly in your court. Uh, oh and-
2: nice. Uh, and- can I approve that one? I like that one. Very sporty. Work. It's the it wrong it's Very sport. sporty.
1: Harry Davis commentator on tennis. <laughs> <laughs> like and that. listener, you may recognize
0: this first piece of commentary.
2: Now then it's quite case
1: the referee looks at his watch. Any second now it will all be
2: over. 30 seconds by our watch and the Germans are going down and they can hardly get up it's all over,
1: I think. No. It's. And here comes Hurst. He's got some are on the pitch. They think it's all over. It
0: is now. It's four. with football, yeah. They thought it was all over. It wasn't. And then it was. Amy Fleming, your thoughts?
2: I have several. Um, firstly, commentators have to be Super multitaskers, right? There was people on the pitch. The football was still going on. The ref was about to blow any second. This man keeps his cool, builds attention. And the thing that I think about commentators is they give you the feeling, you know, the way their voice goes. It's like, without them, it's rubbish. I'm sorry. When I go to watch live football, you're like... It's not the same it's not the same
0: you haven't you so, haven't been to enough games with me and kyle <laughs>
2: <laughs> well i do like angry men who shout out players for no reason that's one of my joys but yeah so some people on the pitch brilliant they think it's all over it is not like that's a quality bit of improv like if you did that in a show you would walk away from that group of audience like with a swag like, he'd be like, I nailed it. Or, you know, in an argument, when you haven't said the thing that you want to say and you're raging, but when you do and you nail it, you're like, yeah, boy. I bet he did a little dance. And also, he had the BBC voice. Welcome to the BBC. Like, to keep that going as well is amazing. Because that can't be his real voice.
0: I, I believe it
1: was Kenneth Wilson. Really? That's how he Were sounds. they not
2: all trained to, like, talk like yeah, this for the he, BBC? He,
1: he, he would have he been old enough to still have that training, for sure. But he... It, so much could have gone wrong he might have like coughed he could have just said it it is new like it, it could have been rumored he did it it just everything came together like he could have he could have still said it and there and there hadn't have been a goal if Jeff Hurst hadn't have scored that it still would have worked but it wouldn't it wouldn't last the same way it made it look like he had made that happen
2: yeah absolutely and also, I would have been still talking about the people on the pitch. He was great. He kept his focus on the job. Well done. People em. On
1: the pitch, they they're looking they're looking angry. They they
2: they might <laughs> yeah. be German.
1: They're gonna kick off.
2: Oh, what's that? Oh, goal! <laughs> <laughs> In the last few seconds. Oh, sorry about that.
1: <laughs> I actually know that Jeff Hurst. Um, he intended just to absolutely sky that shot. He he said, "If I can just hit this." pretty much out of the stadium. He has to blow, the, he has to blow up for the game.
2: Oh, so he was just trying to,
1: just trying you to know, end the game. And he scored.
2: Brilliant. No wonder you all keep talking about that in one game of football.
1: Yes, it's
0: the best thing that's ever happened to this part of this land. Uh, what
2: are you talking so- about? Gareth South getting a suit is the best thing that's ever happened?
1: A waistcoat. Yeah. Not a it's suit. A- oh, sorry. Just a waistcoat. So, Amy...
2: Pedants.
0: Marks out of 10 for Kenneth Wilson Holmes, legendary bit of commentary.
2: Oh, I mean, that's up there. That's the bar, that's 10 out of 10.
0: <laughs> Can't beat that. Can't beat that. Okay, in that case. In <laughs> we that case, started let's... at the job. Well, let's not try No, let's try uh, <laughs> Here we go uh, with commentary piece number two. It's a little bit more modern and it's something that most football fans absolutely adore. Number four is in this could... Listener, you know we all. We you know we're all going to do an impression. Carl, you first. Ah! Unbelievable! Oh. Doesn't need another one. Really perfect. That was co-commentator Gary Neville absolutely losing it as Fernando Torres scored for Chelsea. Carl, uh, do you want to give Amy a little bit more uh, context and maybe our listener as well?
1: European Cup Champions League semi-final. Barcelona versus Chelsea, Chelsea far the inferior team. They didn't necessarily need that goal to qualify, but they needed not to concede. And there was, there were literally, it was attack after attack after attack from Barcelona. They just lumped the ball away, hoping there would be a player to take. And suddenly Fernando Torres, a flop at Chelsea, found himself one-on-one, just went for it and scored. Now, Gary Neville, famously not that into Chelsea, not very keen on Barcelona in fact he was as a player he was beaten by Barcelona twice in the Champions League final so my main thinking is why is he reacting like this he's not why is he so invested and because I think on on some of in my mind I'm like well he's faking this he's faking a football orgasm
2: I will tell you for why Kyle tell me the commentator next to him. OK, because that man, I I didn't even notice the weird Gary Neville thing for a bit because I was so caught up. that this is going to be the most dramatic moment he was building that right up i was there i was like what's happening what's going on i loved it and then this weird noise came out in the background and i was like what is happening gary neville has broken what's going on he just sounded like a deflated bagpipe in the background i didn't know what it was but i think it was the commentators gary Neville was just you know amped up because that was happening in front of his eyes in his ears he was getting the full effect
1: this is a microcosm of the uh, an issue that many people have with the commentator co commentator relationship. This man's probably thinking, We never know who he is. That's the point. We all know Kenneth Wollstone because he gets to say great things at the end of a game. This man got interrupted by an ex pro going, Ah, like he could have had a moment, he could have entered the lexicon. Did he get a chance to? No. And now, all we think of when we think of Gary Neville is unbelievable, unbelievable, like. He's had his moment. He was a professional footballer. He played for England something like 75 times. So I'm trying to steal other people's line, like Gary. Yeah. No? What do you think? Uh, disagree. I, uh, that's that's what you. That's what I want from
0: my... There's another word for co-commentator, which comes from uh, American sport and uh, professional wrestling, which is color commentator. They add the little slice of color. Ah.
2: Oh, the little, little, little possess.
0: The little, yeah, the little extra je ne sais quoi. <laughs> and, and frankly, that's a gonna say quite
2: <laughs> and frankly, that is what Gary Neville did for Man United in fairness. He, you know, he wasn't one of the big names, but he added a little something, something on the side.
1: He kissed he kissed Paul Skulls, he kissed the badge. Um, we actually did an episode with you, Barbaros about our love for Gary Neville. Mm-hmm. But now mm-hmm. I know for sure I definitely don't want to make love to Gary Neville.
2: <laughs> I think we all agree on that.
0: Amy, marks out of ten for that unbelievable bit of commentary.
2: It's a six.
1: Deserved a firm,
0: a firm six there. Well, uh, we've got two more to play to you, and let's not waste any time. Here comes commentary number three. <laughs> was not meant to happen, this could not happen, this is happening. Barcelona, extraordinary. eight minutes from elimination, and Di Francesco does
1: not know where to go, Iniesta does not know where to look, it is a Greek from Mount Olympus, who has come to the seven hills of Rome, and pulled up a miracle. K-O.
0: Amy Fleming, your head is in your hands. <laughs> Tell me your thoughts.
2: Oh, oh my God, I absolutely adored that. I think, oh my God, it's so epic. Like what storytelling, what storytelling in that moment and it's like just epic language, zinger after zinger, capturing the mood of the manager, everyone around and he, he puts the human back into the moment, you know? I bloody love it. I bloody love that. That had me all, I didn't even see the bloody match.
1: Peter Drury knows language he knows how to use language and also another thing to like bear in mind listener is he's not choosing the camera angles at any time he's not sitting in a big sort of chair like in the Truman show being like I'll go there now whilst I'm talking he's just being sent images and having to instantly report on them but he's also threading those narratives as if again like with Wilson home as if he knows what's coming next. Yes. How do he do it? Yeah. How does he do it?
2: Yeah. Do you think he just keeps talking <laughs> and hopes it all hopes for the best?
1: A bit of that, but also not hindered by a co a slash color commentator there.
2: <laughs> yeah, like Gary Neville would have interrupted that with like ah! this is Sparta or something. He would have been like Gary, not now.
0: I, I thought the Greek in Rome stuff. It's like, it's like the thing is, right. So what's amazing about that? There's an extra level to that, which is the person who scores in that clip, listener is, is Manolus, who is the center back, the defender for Rome for Roma. So So what Peter Drury has done is as, is in the back of his head maybe, in his prep for the match. He's like, well, Roma have a Greek center half. I know stuff about uh, ancient Greeks and ancient Rome, maybe maybe in the bizarre chance that he scores coming up from centre-back, maybe I can throw some of that imagery in. And boy, does he throw that imagery in.
2: It's amazing. This has brought up a question in my mind. I don't know if you're familiar with the film The Commitments, but Jimmy, the manager of the band, it's an Irish band, it's a book written by Roddy Doyle, and it's a, it's a movie made of it. He planned... he his interviews with Terry Wogan when he's famous and he speaks them out loud in the bath in different places. Do you think that commentators in the run up to a big match are in front of their mirror or in their bath thinking about what they're going to say?
1: Practicing. I reckon they practice out loud. Definitely. 100%. In their car. When they're driving to the stadiums oh, all around the yeah. country, they're, they're definitely practicing.
2: Do you think they do that like at the shops? Do you think they stop and they commentate on like here's Maggie coming now with her shopping and she's coming up on the outside? Do you think they do all that stuff to practice?
1: I bloody hope so, Amy. <laughs> well,
0: I mean, I haven't lined it up as a clip to play, so our listener and you will have to Google it. But I strongly recommend as uh, during lockdown when the commentator Andrew Castle was um, was unable to commentate, he did commentary on his two dogs, and not only was it was it fabulous, it also got them a book deal. Like so, the dogs? They- <laughs> yes, the dogs. <laughs> The dogs. Well, I think him and uh, his wife okay. and the dogs. They're yeah. brilliant.
2: I love them. I thought they were so good. They were really well done. Maybe that uh, is how they practice.
0: Just commentating on your life. Why not? Yeah. I'd love to imagine living with a commentator. It would no. start it would start off novel and get very annoying very quickly.
2: Oh, oh my god. There <laughs> well, is a comedy sketch in this. I could not handle that. Christmas I, dinner commentated. No, thank you.
1: I can tell you that people all over the country practice commentating to fifa while they play it i grew up and still at 34 years old i just got the new fifa we've already spoken about this in another episode i don't care i co- sorry I what com-
2: did you get kyle the new fifa sorry you didn't mention it carry on um
1: i commentate a lot i turn the real commentary down because that's computerized and generic and i commentate my own games wow Quietly, because my wife's at work, but I do. And I, I i should be ashamed to say it. I'm not. And I know other people do it. They might only be my brothers. And that might be a, a sort of thing within our genetics. Some weird thing. Listener, if you also commentate your own FIFA games, the help is out there. Find it.
2: If it helps, I used to narrate my own Polly Pocket storylines like it was an American soap. Is that That's the same exactly thing? Exactly the
1: same. Exactly okay. the same. Okay. I feel so much better. I feel like I have an ally. <laughs>
2: that was a bit gender role specific which i don't enjoy but <laughs> let's swap let's i would happily happily commentate on your fifa game kyle
0: before i show you the last clip that i have lined up and yes i got to line these clips up listener which uh, more on that in a moment uh that uh, a mark out of 10 for that co- greek Ooh, colossus oh my god run.
2: i feel like i need to go 12 like that was, it was, I'm I'm sad I scored the other one 10 because that was just epic. Right. I felt like I had seen something that I'll never see in my life again. And I, haven't, I didn't even like watch the match. It's crazy.
1: And you know oh. it's on YouTube, so you can just watch it whenever you I
2: want. I know I'm, I'm going to watch it again, damn straight. Send me the link.
0: 12 out of 10 there. Uh, and this one will not get such a high score, but because I got to choose the uh, clips, we of course are going to be listening to a clip that uh, on this podcast had me... In tears on the floor. Let's take you back to Ajax versus Tottenham Hotspur. Sissoko. Here's Deli Alley. Here's Lucas Mora. Oh, they done it! I
2: cannot believe it! Lucas Mora with the last kick of the game. The Ajax players collapse to the ground. Tottenham Hotspur are heading to the Champions League final. With a goal that we just
0: couldn't believe. <laughs> Jermaine Genus is speechless. Absolutely speechless. I and so is everyone inside this stadium. I can't believe it, with yeah. It's almost like I'm back there again, crying on the floor as podcast guest Joe Cullen looks on in awe and Kyle frankly laughs at me. Amy Fleming, what have you just
2: heard? I was a bit disappointed in that one, um, because there's a lot going on in the visuals. Pochettino falls to his knees, man. to his knees, and not one person points this out and brings us on that emotional journey. The IX players were faced out on the floor. Not one, three of them, three of them. No one says anything about that. I'm sorry. They commentary sometimes you need to say what you see, and none of that was none of that happened. I was frankly disappointed. Do you know frankly. what?
1: amy i'm glad you said that because this actually we've looked at games from different eras and i think this game being only two years ago what you're highlighting there your dissatisfaction i think is a fall in the general quality of commentary and a higher um credence put to the co-commentator so you can see that um darren fletcher that guy's name is he 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 knew that it would be a story for him to turn and say, My co commentator, the famous ex footballer, ex Tottenham player, Jermaine Genius, is speechless. In another era, if the co commentator ain't doing any co commentating, they'll be sacked.
2: Yeah. Get them off.
1: Yeah. You don't see Jim Beglin not talking when there's a a, a breath to talk. He'd jump in there. Genius, step up,
0: Joel. Oh, Oh, no, it's my favorite thing I was leaning in. You two were just watching. I was leaning in because you can literally hear him. He's you can imagine he's taking his headset off. He's trying to get he's gone men, he's gone mad, he's jumping up and down, he's trying to get it back on, and all you can hear is oh, oh, oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. These co-commentators are just making random noises in the background. Like, why are they there? Why are they there?
1: They're already multi-millionaires. Let someone else
0: do it. Right. <laughs> well, that is our final clip, Amy. Mark out of ten.
2: Oh, that one was shoddy. I'm gonna
0: go for four. Fair enough. Well, uh, you've 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 been you know you've been very judicious in your marking. You've been very considered. Uh, you've 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 had some harsh words for some of it, and some positive things for others. So what Kyle and I thought we would do after this break is we thought we would play you some clips and ask you to commentate on them. <laughs> yes! yes.
2: And we'll
0: be right back with that after this. We are a team. A team of men, we play football and we're gonna win the cup that everybody covered so it's big, big shiny, shiny and it's made of gold. Welcome back listener. I've been joined by the commentator and co-commentator pairing, uh, Amy Fleming and Kyle Ross. Uh, lovely to see you both um, and thank you so much for uh, agreeing to demonstrate to the world just your innate abilities to describe what you see to our listeners.
2: Your ears are welcome.
0: Uh, so, without further ado, uh, here is uh, our first piece of commentary from Amy Fleming and Kyle Ross.
2: Okay, blue stripes have it. Blue stripes coming towards the luminous man is trying to stop it. He's gone. No, no, no there's it goes. It oh. goes back to the other stripe man is going away. What happened? Straight from the middle, straight in. Up in the air, down again. I can't see the ball. How did they, they look at the going ball? To
1: go in? I don't
2: know. It keeps bouncing around the place. It's like it's we're a on a foosball table. A Come on. He's on his stomach. He's standing up. <laughs> He's trying to go for it. He's trying to save it. Oh, fine. Come on. Someone get this goal in the back of the net. We haven't got this all day. Is, this is fight. a
1: football. This oh. is pinball. That's I don't know nothing about football. Kickball.
0: Well, I don't know about you, listener, but that painted a very clear picture. I saw stripes and neon. Uh, I heard the line, is this ball ever gonna go in? Uh, and then I just sort of felt anger. There was a lot of anger in that commentary that, that hadn't really been in the clips previously.
1: Uh, to defend ourselves, that was our first try. We'll, we'll, we'll improve. Um, as True a commentator, Amy, it would be nice if you left uh, uh, breath pauses for me to come in.
2: No. No, not you, gonna happen.
1: Okay, no. let's see what You
2: need to find your Gary Neville moment. <laughs> Okay. Get in there,
1: all I'll, right? I'll, I'll be that type.
2: Also, uh, it's much harder than you think to find the ball. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Well, in that particular clip, it was a mouth scramble with uh, eight shots on target, none of which went in, including one that hits a player who falls over in the box. So there you go, listener. And if you if you saw that in your mind's eye, great commentary, Amy and Kyle. <laughs> Moving on, here is commentary number two.
2: We're in Paris. Has the ball they're coming towards the net? Lovely pass there, past the neon goalie. Oh, right, just on the line, just on the line. It didn't cross over. It just kept in the corner. What a beautiful! Oh, he looks so oh, sad. He's devastated.
1: that Amy. He's literally stopped it from going in with his own foot. He's defending it when he was supposed to score it. We've oh, heard I- of
2: our own goals, but never own defence. What was that?
1: What was he thinking? He stopped it from going in. chupo moting. what a chump right. football. football, yeah. What an epic
0: thing to hear. You've heard of own goals, but you've never heard of own
2: defence. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a classic line that's going to go down in football history.
0: Also, emoting Chump
2: Omoting. That was very nice. It helps, I think, when you know the players' names. I, I like, I don't know who it's I'm interesting,
1: watching. Interesting though, like being on, on being in the commentary box with Amy. <laughs> I'm always decrying in real life how mean they are sometimes. Like, like sort of like trying to find a headline scandalous. I did it. I jumped straight to it because I thought the people remember this.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yes,
0: listener, what, what, what Amy and Kyle were describing to you there was cheap emoting Paris Saint-Germain footballer. Uh, essentially, w- probably the worst miss I've ever seen. Um, yeah. Extraordinary. In fact, I felt like both of you could have gone a lot deeper into your anger there.
1: At just the <laughs> terrible football that you were seeing. I'd like to say that he now plays for the, probably the best club team in the world, Bayern Munich.
0: Uh, but uh in that in that moment he was uh yes, indeed, a champo moting. Uh well, um uh you're getting better. Uh, let's let's go on for uh clip number three, and here it is.
2: The goalkeeper is about to kick the ball out. We all love this moment. Hope you'll fall over. Oh my god, oh my god, a naked man has come in and he's taken the ball away. they cut to the crowd. Oh, he's got a scarf on. A policeman comes in, dodges oh, him, wow. a security man's tried to grab him, he's dodged them. He is doing an excellent job. He's done a cartwheel, folks. He has done a cartwheel. Oh, the managers don't know what to do, people don't know what to do. He's dancing with the pole very well. Excellent sneakers, by the way. They're white, they're clean. Oh, there's a man at the, the back, pole. he didn't do anything. He's him.
1: taking the pole, mean. and um, the crowd are on their feet.
2: Oh, he's hopped a fence. Policeman's after him. He's out block 45, if anyone wants to go find him. Lovely. there far- oh, he's back. he's back! He's back! He's jumped over the fence. Cameraman doesn't know where to look. Love it. Yes, he's got a long scarf. Oh, there's a little child there. That's going to scare him for life.
1: I don't know, nothing about football Kick ball with a football, yeah.
0: The best piece of commentary so far had no football in it and was just about a naked man running
1: around.
2: I mean, it was the best piece of streaking I've ever seen, Joel. It deserved that level of my like, top notch commentary.
1: You know, give me one man over twenty-two to have to commentate over any day. That's a, that's an easier job.
2: Ah see, I take the twenty-two men. We've been different people
1: <laughs> I also I
0: also you know I wasn't sure about there's a naked man there's a naked man he's got a pole uh, I feel like that that may have been a, a misjudgment possibly the corner flag would have been a better use of terminology for the listener who cannot see what you're talking about
2: well then you need to get on commentators to know what, what the things on the pitch are called You're lucky I was even able to say the word men.
1: Amy did ask what training commentators received. The answer on the (laughs) Wildy Show, none. Nope, we just spring it on you with no prior warning. I like the fact
0: that we know he went off in block number 45 and came back in a different block. That was really clear.
2: Thank you. That's the level of detail I want the fans to have.
1: Uh, Kyle, that was a perfect opportunity for...
2: Unbelievable.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I struggled. I'm going to be honest, I struggled with that one.
0: Well, here is our last piece of commentary, Amy. I'm excited. I feel like you've both warmed up a lot. Uh, and of course we have saved the best till last.
2: Okay, currently everyone's a bit spread out. I'm waiting for the goalkeeper to take the kick. Oh my God, there's a dog on the pitch. A black dog with a white belly. He's running around. He's having a great time. He's having the time of his life. Look at him go. He's free. He's free. I'm free. I'm out in the open. I can feel the wind in my hair. I'm a footballer now, Mum. I love it. Everyone doesn't know what to do. they stand around. Oh, the goalkeeper's interacting with the dog. He's reaching out a hand to calm down.
1: I hope he's not allergic, Amy.
2: Uh, Well, he's got gloves on. He'll be fine. Oh, my God, the dog wants a belly rub. He's rolled over on his belly and he wants a belly rub. (sighs) That's it. Go on, put your hands on him. Stop playing around with his face. Rub his belly.
1: This brings a new meaning to going down in the box.
2: Oh, dear. Oh, dear. This is why we shouldn't have co-commentary in this day and age. Oh, there's a man on the pitch now. He's got a high viz. He means business. This is it. They're trying to get the dog off. The players are involved. The dog just wants to live out his dreams.
1: The players seem to be appealing to the dog like he has a human brain. Oh, they're
2: doing drills now. They're doing that side run that you always see when they're in training. The side shuffle. They always show that one, don't they? It's a very popular training manoeuvre. And he's off. Uh, Give him some
1: snacks. I don't know nothing about football. Kickball
0: with
1: football, yeah.
0: I'm not going to lie. It feels like what training the football commentators need is just do a little bit of talking over three clips. That was perfect. I saw, I was watching that. If I'd had my eyes shut, I could have seen it as well. I bet you did too, listener. How did that feel, guys? You were a, a, a fighting team. You even had a little bit of banter at one point when Kyle made a joke about going down in the box. It was, ah, my my heart brimmed over with joy for the dog. Joy for the two of you as a commentating team. I had no idea what the game was, who was playing, what the score was or the scenario, but my gosh, was it clear commentary.
2: That is the level of detail I wanted in my commentary. <laughs> I loved it. Kyle, I did not appreciate your joke. I think... That was clear,
1: but other than that, I really, I really don't...
0: like my joke. I think she might have thought it was a crass comment, but going down in the box just means falling over to get a penalty. Like not
1: doesn't...
2: to a woman, oh. not
0: to a woman.
1: What does going down in the box mean to a? woman And on
0: that note, thank you so much for joining us, Amy Fleming. It has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, you are our most uh, commonly occurring guest, and every <laughs> single time. It is an absolute pleasure. We love to have you. You are a Gaelic football correspondent and now a professional football commentator. Uh, We look forward to hearing how that career uh, progresses as time wears on. Thank you so much for coming and we'll see you
2: soon. Bye. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Um, I can't wait to come on again. I will send you all the commentary I do in my daily life via voice notes on WhatsApp. You're welcome. Um, and yeah thanks a million for appreciating the silent heroes well not silent heroes are they the very vocal heroes of football our lovely commentators
1: hey Amy keep us up to date with the um, the finals of the Hurling and the and the GAA football
2: yeah and remember Hurling's GAA too kids Hurley no
1: that's right I don't know nothing about football but
2: I love my friends so I'll watch it for them Okay. Uh.
0: Well, listener, if ever you thought that Joel and Kyle were the greatest audio pairing of all time, as if anyone's ever thought that, well, you've been proven wrong because it turns out it's Amy Fleming and you. What a commentary team. I'm so impressed,
2: Kyle.
1: I feel... A newfound respect for the co-commentator, Joel. I thought it was a, we've often said it's a piece of piss. Like, you know, you hear Glenn Hoddle say something stupid or you hear Gary Neville go, and you think I could do that with my eyes closed. Turns out it's really difficult to find the right moment to come in. It's hard. It's It's a
0: skill. I thought you did really well Uh, personally I'm sure our listener could tweet us at Weldy Podcast and let us know what they think or maybe even send us voice clips uh, of you doing a bit of your own recording of your own commentary just around the house as you hoover oh look at that getting into the corners there the dust will not escape it's been sucked up as we expected what a turn up for the books or something along those lines that was lovely that was me
1: improvising commentating about hoovering (laughs) Only on the Absolute Worldie Football Podcast will you get hoover commentary. You didn't know you wanted it. You do. And we would love to hear yours. Send it in. Send it in. Catch us on Instagram where, Kyle? Absolute Worldie Football
0: Podcast. It's a long one. It's a long, it's a long old Insta tag.
1: <laughs> Every time I tell my wife that our, our tags, our, our handles on our different social media don't match, she she basically tells us to just give up. Send to the Cynics listener. Find our different handles. And we've got Absolute Worldy in them somewhere. Tweet us our then, Carl. Where can they, they tweet us? Podcast. Where can they tweet us? At Worldy Podcast. And uh, the Instagram again? Absolute Worldy Football Podcast. And the email? Absolute Worldy Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, how
0: many stars should our listener be smashing down to get, give us in the, via their uh, podcast listening app?
1: However many you think we deserve.
0: Five. 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 five, five. five. <laughs> we will see you next time listener where we will do whatever this thing is that we do yet again hope you enjoy it let us know if you do get in contact we love to hear from you and we will love you until the day we stop loving you goodbye Ah, unbelievable episode joe that was the Absolute Worldy Football Podcast by Carl Ross and Joel Samuels with theme music by Adam Janos-Bazowski and Amachada Patel. Absolute Worldie is dedicated to the memory of Liam Seeker. Please do remember to like, share, subscribe, follow us at Worldly Podcast on Twitter, Absolute Worldy Football Podcast on Instagram, and drop us a line anytime at absoluteworldypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Uh, football, yeah. uh, you know, when they start that... Uh, oh God, chew off, chew. I'll start that again. Just chew.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I forgot ah, timing. i am A fucking carrot (laughs) of all the choices of food.
0: (laughs) There's an outtake.
2: (laughs) Carry on, back to football.
0: Football